I wish that in my 20s, I knew what it meant to listen to my body, to listen to my gut. I remember in my 20s and even till my 30s, super go lang ako, super push lang ako. But now that I'm 40, I really appreciate that I am now in tune with my body, that I now listen to my body. Dati, kahit days upon days of being puyat, I take pride in it. I remember I would tweet things like, zombie chic. As if not sleeping was chic, as if not sleeping was cool and healthy, which it's super not. Now I know na I really have to prioritize rest. Like last night, super cool ako sa tulog. So this tonight, I'm really, really going to make an effort to sleep longer, to make my body recover. And so I'm so happy that we are having these conversations now about what it really means to be in tune with your body and why rest is so essential. Hello, Supers! This is Paano Bato the Podcast, created and hosted by me, Bianca Gonzalez, produced under Anima Podcasts. From talking about making an impact in the community to using your influence for good, today we are going to discuss what it means to listen to your body. Thank you so much to Lactacid for making this series of conversations with empowered women possible. And this is the final episode of our three-part series. I'm speaking with fitness instructor and sports broadcaster, Sam Corrales. Let's get right to it. Earlier this year, during International Women's Day in March, Lactacid launched the Fem Council, a group of women who are making their mark in different fields. In the event, I moderated panel discussions with these passionate women. And today, we're taking a deep dive into staying physically and mentally fit with Fem Council member Sam Corrales. Sam is a certified fitness instructor working with women of different ages and backgrounds to meet their goals. An alumnus of the UP Pep Squad, Sam is now a TV producer, host, and courtside reporter for the UAAP and the Premier Volleyball League. We talked about adjusting to the different stages in a woman's life, why more women should be able to tell women's stories, and how to better listen to our body. I hope you enjoy and learn from this conversation. Hello, Sam. Welcome to Paano Bato. Hi, Bianca. So good to see you again, and I'm so excited to have another conversation with you. Oh, thank you. Okay, let's jump right in. Um, I love the theme of this episode, and this is more about fitness, being in tune with our body, which you know very, very well. So I wanted to ask you, you're currently a fitness instructor. You also do hosting, writing, producing work in terms of sports. Can you tell us a bit about your journey so far? How has making an impact in your work been, considering your work is largely male-dominated? I feel like it's important to do something that, first of all, you love, and then the impact will follow. I think, personally, that's where I'm coming from. So whether that's in sports media or in, you know, fitness, when I train people, when I help girls like me move as well, I find fulfillment in that, you know, being a light for somebody who's trying to be more fit, trying to be healthy inside and out, and also 
um, making an impact in the whole like sphere of sports media. Maybe 10 years ago when I first started out, it was really male-dominated. But it's just so nice to see now that a lot of women are really taking center stage not just, you know, as athletes, you know, the Filipinas, they had an amazing run, the right? in the yeah. FIFA Cup, uh, the Gilas women in women's basketball, and also on the side of prod. Like, for me, behind the scenes, I could tell you, Bianca, more than 50% are actually female. So, you more. know, yeah, 50% or more. Well, I'm in communication and I'm not good at math but there are a lot of females really in this field and I think that is what makes the work fulfilling and therefore that's the reason why we have an impact is because we are just so passionate about what we do we are just so inspired and empowered to you know help each other work around things whether that's in media or in sports you're right no parang especially this year last year it's really been like a abante babae wave both on the field on the court and behind the camera i want to backtrack a bit so you were an athlete with the up pep squad for how many years is that in total well i was part of up pep for five years but i've been doing cheerleading for more than half of my life so i think that explains bianca why you notice i'm doing a lot of dancing a lot of movement it just can't get out of my system just yet yeah of course forever na yan. <laughs> and i was just curious about that because you made that transition and just a side story uh my husband a few years ago retired from professional basketball he also played for like 20 plus years of his life 13 professionally and so when it was time to retire it was quite an adjustment because he was i remember he was trying to know who he was outside the sport. Definitely a big change in his daily routine. So I was curious for you, how did you deal with that adjustment in your life from being a, an athlete to sort of, you're still working in the field, but also off cam as well. Was it difficult? Was it easy? Um, I love what you said about, you know, your husband really trying to figure things out like that transition. Now what happens once you don't have training any, anymore, what happens? But what any sport more? Well, lucky enough, you know, for basketball, if you're in the college level, you can take it to the pros, Dubai. You can make a living out of it. And that's really the dream. But for me, back in college, I had a crisis. So I was like, okay, I've been cheerleading for half of my life, but there's nothing after this. Like it could end right here and how am I going to make a living out of it right so I really had to decide really make a big decision to stop cheerleading for for one last year I had that option to parang play out my last year but I opted not to and instead I auditioned to become a courtside reporter because uh, parang for me long term it was the more I would say sustainable option um, I was taking up journalism and I needed to get my feet wet already on the industry you know back then um, my professors would tell me na parang it's really such a strict field it's hard to make it um in in media what more on cam diba so once that opportunity came to audition i really took it and i think there was no looking back since then but you're talking about transitions and i want to share that it was not the smoothest transition at all for me so 
I think I was the first ever courtside reporter, not cheerleader before, and it was really something new to me. So, you know, I was scared, I was nervous, I was doubting myself because parang kaya ba to, I mean, kaya ko ba? It's never been done. Am I worth it? So, um, I guess the people who saw me in that audition just saw how much I was willing to learn. I was, they were really working with a clean slate, as in, I didn't even know what a three-point shot was. I didn't know yung mga fouls or all those technicalities, diba? And I, I just came into that audition room, you know, very enthusiastic, just really open for learning. And I think that's what they saw in me. So to those watching this, if you feel like you're not ready or parang you're doubting yourself, like, am I capable? Paano ba to? I think you just have to come in your most authentic self and, I guess, remember your why and just go with the flow. As in, it doesn't have to be perfect right away. I mean, hello, from not knowing what a three-point shot was to now that is something that I live and breathe every day of my life. Like when I write, when I speak, when I report, right? So I guess that's how my journey started. Oh, nakakatawa to hear you say that because I'm also such a firm believer in when you're like feeling a bit lost or you're trying to find your way, what I've found in the many years of doing interviews for Paano Bato as well curiosity and that hunger for growth is always, it always pops up in so many people I've interviewed and in your story, it's there as well. Kasi tama ka eh, parang anything that we start, we're gonna suck at it at the start. Right. I think exception na lang yung mga kahit anong start nila, magaling sila, right? <laughs> but for normal people like us, diba? parang there's really that that learning curve. Um, so while you were training to write and produce your own stories, you also consumed a lot of other stories and features to see how it's done. So I guess I'm curious, when you saw stories before, were there times na there was phrasing or the way a headline was said or the way something a female athlete was talked about? Did you ever see something na parang, hmm, Parang dapat iba yung pagkasulat nun. But eventually, of course, you apply now with, with how you write your stories. Mm-hmm. Definitely, for me, the more powerful things were photos. Like when I see certain photos that go along with the articles, I'm, parang I get uncomfortable um, mm. as, as an audience reading it or consuming that type of media. Na parang, why didn't they highlight her athleticism and why did they highlight this certain look, parang this is not right. Na parang there's a better way to phrase things. There's a better way to do it. And I think, again, that change will only happen if we point it out and if we talk about it. Because for some people, they don't know that it's wrong or they don't know that it makes women like us feel uncomfortable. What about for you, Bianca? Like, Did you ever see an article that was parang kind of... Oh yeah, I work in the entertainment industry yeah. so definitely madame. In fact, um until now when I get VTRs that I am supposed to voice over, 
And there are some phrases that I see na written by women also, ha? Mm. Um, I don't judge them that they wrote it that way. But for me, it's more of um, they were just conditioned that way of the many, many years of doing stories like this is how they write it. So for example, um, a wife who just got married, parang ganyan. And the phrasing of the VTR would be something like, at ayaw pa niyang magkaanak. As if it's something bad. So when I voiced over it, uh, I think I changed it to something like, at nung tinanong siya kung balak na nilang magkaanak, to say that it's not a default that if you're a married woman, it means you have to have children. Right. It's that it's the woman's choice and her partner if they want to have children. Parang ganyan. I mean, it's a... It's quite a fight. But now that we know better, to your point, for example, female volleyball players, it's not just about how cute their outfits are and how fit they are and how nice their legs look. It's really about their strength, how long they trained, um, the hours they put in, the injuries they had to endure, and so on and so forth. So I'm so glad, honestly, to hear that you and many, many other women that you work with are there because... Stories of women are told differently by women. Right. And especially women now that are more aware like you. Mm -hmm. That's right. I mean, you said it perfectly, Bianca, that these people train many hours a day to excel in their sports. So we have to elevate the way we talk about them. We have to elevate the narrative. And again, it, it all boils down to discussions like these and we just have to catch ourselves sometimes na parang, oh yeah i think it could have been better it could get draining sometimes but you have to catch yourself and see is it still right and do i believe in what i'm consuming because the media that you consume indirectly i think affects what you think it affects your, oh absolutely right it affects your whole space so we got to take care of ourselves in that way too We're talking about shifting perspectives when it comes to women in fitness. So yeah, I did want to talk about shifting our mindset with something more specific, which is mindsets when it comes to our overall feminine health, particularly our femzone issues. So it's something that we still talk about with Kia. It's major hush-hush when we talk about things like this. But right now, we are taking up space. So yes, Sam, I wanted to ask you, at what age did you start to become aware of your fem zone, of habits and routines of taking care of yourself? I think I started back when I was in high school and the main influence was really my mom. We were always open to one another about these types of conversations. Up to now, it's still something I'm comfortable talking about. And I think we have to get that HIA factor out because it's something that is normal and something that happens to us every month. Girls, this is something we go through, so we have to talk about it. So yeah, this whole conversation and this whole series is made possible by Lactacid. So right now, which 
variant are you using? You know, since I'm super active, you know, when we sweat, we're very particular about odor, the right? So I think the perfect one for me is Lactacid Odor Fresh. I always have it there. And again, it's just a part of my self-care routine. Taking a shower after every workout, just feeling fresh overall. It is never complete without Lactacid Odor Fresh. Yeah, I love Odor Fresh. I used that for quite yeah. a while, a few months. And then I tried Extra Nourish. And then right now... Because I'm actually on my red day. Uh, so I'm using Pro Sensitive. What I love about this, it has this soothing, comforting feeling, especially during red days. It gets quite uncomfortable, itchy. So yeah, if you're going through something like me, Pro Sensitive, if you're very active, like Sam, Odor Fresh. I think it's so awesome that brands now are aware and support that women definitely have different needs. So just like Lactacid, it gives all of us a range of products to choose from depending on our want and our need. Okay, I wanted to switch gears, still talking about fitness, being in tune with your body. But this time, I wanted to talk to you about listening to your body because that's been like a buzz phrase, I feel, the past few years, right? True. So being an athlete and you're a trainer, you know this very well. You are very in tune with how your body feels, with what it's telling you, with what it needs. So for women who are still figuring out what does listen to your body look like? Um, what can you share with them so that they learn how to do that? Well, I guess, first of all, you know, listening to your body. Let's talk about body. It comes in many shapes and sizes. All of us are different. So that's the first thing that we have to understand. It's not one size fits all. So second, listening to your body, I need to emphasize that not every workout needs to make you feel like you're you're done. You're 100%. We have to go past that phase wherein we feel lahat ng workouts dapat nakakapagod. Well, in fact, um, you could see results, let's say, short-term, but long-term, it's not the most sustainable approach because the most sustainable approach is something that you can commit to consistently every day, every other day. Um, and instead of working out for two hours, diba? like why don't you break it down into 15 minutes if you yung kaya ng schedule mo? I know a lot. I've worked with a lot of people who have nine to fives and the first thing that they ask me is, how can I work out? I simply don't have time. And my advice is always that we make time for the things that matter to us. So first, you know, determine why do you want to work out in the first place? Is it for your physical health? Is it for your mental health? It comes in all different shapes and sizes. If you really want to do something, you will make time for it. And you have to start with the most simple approach. 15 minutes, 20 minutes is okay. And that will be the most sustainable in the long run. I hope that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I I am a big believer of 15 minutes is better than zero minutes. True. And I was just curious. You were talking about the 9 to 5. You are b very busy. How many times a week do you work out? Well, for me personally, well, I teach classes, so I don't consider that as my workout. My personal workouts, just like an athlete, I like having a program. I try to do three times a week. 
But there are also some weeks, though, I think I have to say that I just completely rest. In that rest period, what I do is I focus on self-care. So sleep, mm. um, just getting enough food, because that is still part of fitness. Again, it's not just about the workouts. Slowing down is also important. Yeah, yeah. So many things that women have to deal with, honestly, aside from the day-to-day, it's also keeping fit. And if that's not enough, of course, one thing that only we women have are red days. How do you, I guess, power through or still stay at your best even on those red days? Do you have bad red days? What's it like for you? Yes, I do have bad red days and I do have dysmenorrhea sometimes. So I wake up with pain. But now that I'm older, it is knowing the right meds to take, um, just knowing when to slow down as well. And it's acknowledging that not every day will be 100%. So on my red days, my mindset is, Sam, you just have to show up. You don't have to feel like you are your best. As long as you show up, that's enough. Nice. I love those practical tips. I am one of those. <laughs> and, uh, I am, in general, a low-impact workout person. But you're right. Eh? I, I go back to your point earlier about we're all different. Just because, right. for example, your friend can work out on her red day doesn't mean you have to be able to do that too. So again, I guess it's that being in tune with your body, listening to your body, Okay, um, you mentioned that you have such a range of clients that you work with, which I find so interesting. And I do know as women, through our different phases in life, our bodies change as well. So are there any stories that you can share of some clients you've had um, that you really saw the transformation from, you know, trying to accept their bodies, struggling to eventually developing this healthier body image um i love how you mentioned this because i don't really get to talk a lot about this but um it's just so nice to be working with a client who not only saw changes in her body like physically but her mindset as well so i'll share that one um i worked with a mom who works overseas um she's balancing you know life as a parent and i'm sure you would know this Her lifestyle has changed a lot. And she told me that she wanted to become strong again, like before. We worked together for a couple of months. I already saw a change in her energy levels. Um, Her days would feel so packed all the time, but she would wake up at 6 a.m. She would get enough sleep and just go on the treadmill for about 20 to 30 minutes before dropping off her son in school. And that was the most sustainable way for her to get moving. And eventually, we built um, habits from there. We started with with a strength program. She saw physical changes. She was trying to conceive. She would go to the OB. They saw an improvement in her like statistics. Like um, she was also struggling with BCOS, but because of constantly moving her body, um, her vitals were okay. And I guess more than anything also, it's the amount of self-love that she discovered in this journey. Maybe I won't be able to do the things I did before, but now I feel stronger. I feel empowered. I have a support system all because she committed 
and she just trusted in in her journey and then the results will come after but it took weeks it took months but it wasn't impossible so that was her story that's such an amazing journey and imagine this is only one of your many clients one of the many women that you help um stay fit stay strong meet their goals that's probably a pretty amazing feeling honestly i still get goosebumps like it just goes beyond the workout itself i feel like with fitness it's the coaching client relationship for me personally has to be very um empathetic compassionate people get scared to actually work out to try something new right and as a coach i just want to be someone who is there to listen and someone who can meet them where they're at and not feel intimidated at all yeah yeah clearly with everything we've talked about you are definitely a woman who has made and is making an impact and i wanted to end this by asking you what is one thing i guess you hope to achieve with all the work you do now in fitness, in broadcasting? For me, I think it would be fulfillment. If I feel happy about what I do, if I love what I do, if I am around people who are as empowered, as inspired as me, then I feel like I am on the right place. I'm on the right track. Once that passion is there, that can take me to places. That will lead me to my goals. And a lot of the things that I've done, you know, becoming a coach, becoming a, a TV host, a writer, producer, it was never in my timeline. For me, I never really boxed myself into one thing. All I knew is that I am a passionate woman. I know what I think I'm good at and I know what kind of impact I want to make. And I feel like that's helped me achieve whatever it is that I want to achieve in life. Such good and important reminders for women. Please do share this episode with a woman in your life so that she can benefit from it. And once again, I would like to thank Lactosid for partnering with us for this special series and bringing together the Femme Council to really continue these insightful conversations for women. Like I mentioned, this is the final episode of the series. So in case you haven't yet, you can listen to our past episodes. You can search for it here on Paano ba to? First was with award-winning social entrepreneur, Sean Nieto, And next was with content creator and editor-in-chief, Ayin Bernos. So I would love to hear what you think about this episode, your favorite takeaway, or which of the three episodes resonated with you the most. Please do tag me at I am Super Bianca on Instagram, Instagram Stories, and Twitter. And in case you aren't yet, please do follow and tag as well Paano Bato on Instagram. We also have our safe space, our community of supers in the Paano Bato Super Group, a private Facebook group. So yes, thank you so much again for joining me. This is Paano Bato the podcast, created and hosted by me, Bianca Gonzalez, produced under Anima Podcasts. Till our next episode, stay super supers. Super.